Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's Autumn Miles here. Ever have a kid rip a page out of your Bible? Yep, me too. My kids ripped out the page of the Bible that I'm going to be reading from today, but that's okay not to worry. My team is the best. I started freaking out and then realized they had already put it on my outline for today. So way to go, team. Shout out. Um... I just want to tell you, we love you so much. We love hearing from you guys. I ta- I have talked multiple times about the podcast, um, but I also want to just tell you some exciting news. I've already told you before, but I have another book coming out and it is coming out in July uh, 16th of this year. Which we can't even believe it ourselves. Mom has been busy over here. We released Rahab in um, August of last year, and 11 months later, we are releasing another book. Um, and this one, y'all, I'm just gonna tell you, like to kill me. <laughs> it was it, it challenged every single part of me. Um, I'm I I mean, oh my goodness. There was like a month where I don't think I showered. You know, just writing down feverishly what I felt like God was telling me. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, I am so excited about this book. Prayer is one thing I cannot live without. Everything in my life has come as a result of an answer to prayer. It is my lifeblood and uh, it needs to be everyone's lifeblood, as certainly every believer's lifeblood. It is the, it is the secret Prayer is the secret. It's the secret. I got in trouble, not in trouble, but someone got mad at me the other day. I was speaking at a conference and um, they were like, how would you deal with the situation? I was like, pray. And they thought that that was just so beneath them. And um, luckily they were talking to my team and they didn't talk to me. (laughs) Otherwise I would have been like, wow, uh, are you bigger than prayer? Guess not. No, you're not. But um, I want you to understand that it is not the least thing you can do. It is the most thing that you can do. And I cannot wait to release my third little book baby to you July 16th. You will be hearing a ton about it, of course, closer to the release date. But I just want to put that on your calendars. This would be a great great resource for your small group. Uh, This whole book was written because I was so sick of my pathetic prayer life. And I'm just going to be super honest with you. Hence the term gangster prayer. And you can read about where that title came from in the book when it comes out. I'm so excited to get it in y'all's hands. Um, But today I want to talk about um, those of you today that maybe you need prayer. You need prayer because you have messed up and you know it and you absolutely know that, man, here I was walking the paths of righteousness and um, all of a sudden I was tempted and I gave into the temptation. Um, This is for you today. I want to give you guys a little bit of hope based on, of course, God's word and um, nothing I have to offer. But um, I, I, we 
see this a lot in, in, in ministry, of course. Okay. You go to your workplace, you guys aren't really talking about all the mistakes that you've made at the water cooler. Um, but in ministry, it's almost like people will see me on the street and they'll confess a mistake. Like I'm a priest or something. Um, Hey, guess what? I haven't been to church in, 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 you know, a year. And I just want to let you know, I'm going back as if I'm a, a embodiment of a conviction. Um, but I want to talk to you guys today that, you know, you're not walking exactly where you need to walk and you know, you need to buckle up buttercup when it comes to the things of the Lord. Um, however, you feel a sense of, um, pushing away from the Lord because you feel like God is, is mad at you, frustrated at you, whatever. Um, I'm going to read this passage of scripture and then I'm going to, uh, you know, tell you, tell you what I think about it. Now, Genesis 3, 1 through 13. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. He's crafty, that serpent. He's crafty. He's not stupid. He's crafty. He knows exactly what will take you down. Even the strongest believer with the strongest faith. He's smart and he knows how to get you. He's crafty. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, and I know you know this passage, but I'm reading it again for a point. You won't surely die. For God knows in that day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, And it was a delight to the eyes, must have been some apples on that tree, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from it and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked because they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. This is Satan right from the garden, from the first man all the way down to you. He has been crafty. And those of you that I'm speaking to today might not be everybody, but those of you that I'm speaking to today that you know you have blown it, you know, oh my goodness, I I looked at that apple and I took a bite of it and oh my goodness, I am feeling the guilt and I am feeling the shame And uh, I I really kind of don't know what to do from here. So what I am doing is separating myself from God. You see, one of the things that Adam and Eve did is when their eyes were open after they ate of the fruit of of the tree, they, they began to separate themselves. They didn't go find God and say, hey, God, guess what? We really messed up. They began to separate themselves 
themselves. Now, sin clearly does separate us from from um, from God, which is why we need need Jesus Christ to forgive us from our sins. But they made a conscious effort. God has not said anything at this point, you guys. He's not said anything. He's not come down, wagged his holy finger at them and said, oh my goodness, how dare you? What in the world? Why did you eat of that? He has not done any of that. But my guess is, even though I am not Adam and I am not Eve, in that garden, they were having an internal narrative that said, oh, we really, 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 really messed up now. God is going to be so mad at us. He's going to be so frustrated at us. So we need to separate ourselves. Now, this is what happened in uh, Genesis 3 verse 8. Then they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Then they heard. They knew they had eaten of the fruit. They felt guilty clearly because their eyes were open. They knew they were naked so that, you know, they they um, you know, sewed fig leaves together, which probably was interesting that they knew. I have to just find it interesting that they knew how to sew. Um, they sewed stuff together. They put it around them. God in his uh, sovereignty and pff, he already knew that they had sinned. He already knew that they had listened to the serpent, taken the fruit, Eve had eaten it. And she had shared it with her husband. He already knew. But it's so interesting to me that God did not separate himself from them because at that evening in the cool of the day, the Lord God shows up in the garden to hang out with them. Sometimes we get this view of God that when we sin, he um, wants nothing to do with us or he he um, is mad at us or he is not the answer or he I, I mean, I don't know. You know what 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 your mind tells you when you sin. But God still showed up that day knowing they had. Moving on with this verse and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Here God shows up knowing they had sinned. And it was Adam and Eve that hid themselves. Why do we do this? Why is this our natural inclination? Why why is this the first thing that we do? We sin, we mess up, and then we are the ones that run away from the very answer um, uh, in God himself. We are the ones that run away from God who sent his son to forgive us from our sin. Why is this our natural inclination? Um, clearly, it has been since the garden. They ran away and hid. they hid from God Almighty in the trees. Like God didn't know where they were. Moving on with this passage. Then the Lord God called to the man and to the woman. And he said, where are you? Where are you? I can't really move past this question. I just want to camp on this for a minute. The man and the woman leave. They hide. And God shows up. And the first thing, y'all, out of his mouth is not how could you. It's where are you? The first thing out of his mouth is, is not judgment. 
It's, where are you guys at? Where are you at? I'm here. I'm here for my walk. This same God that shows up in the garden after blatant sin doesn't come with condemnation. He doesn't come with anger. There's no lightning bolts flying from his head. He comes with a simple question. Where are you at? I cannot get over, even as I'm speaking this right now, I cannot get over the fact that this same God is saying this to you today. He knows you messed up. He knows. Congratulations. He knows everything. Okay. You can't hide from him. You not speaking to him is not doing you any favor. Okay. He already knows that you messed up. He already knows that you're frustrated. You feel guilty. Blah, blah, blah. Who, uh, what, who God only knows what Satan has actually told you about what you've done to mess up. But guess what? He still wants his walk with you today. He doesn't want you to run and hide as if you could, but uh, he, he wants you to come and walk with him today because he has a question. Where are you? I'm looking for you. You, you, you seem to be lost. It reminds me of uh, the parable of um, the, one, the, sh- the great shepherd that leaves the 99 to look for the one. He is asking, where are you? He is looking for you today. He's, he, he, he comes full of forgiveness for what you did. He comes with it. Where are you? Moving on in this passage of scripture. He said, I heard the sound, uh, Adam says, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Adam said, I'm going to read that again. I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid, reminds me of that verse, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And I was afraid. Any fear is not from God. And we see it displayed so beautifully here. I heard the sound of you and I was scared. Isn't it interesting that our first response after we mess up is to be afraid I'm going to keep beating this point home today is to be afraid of the one that loves you unconditionally, that he sent his son to die for you. Our first inclination is to be afraid of him, but akin to sin. Our first inclination is to um, push away the very answer. That was Adam's first inclination. I heard you were coming and I was so scared. I talked to someone very recently. Um, we had this conversation and they are really struggling with guilt. Guilt is not from God. Conviction is. Guilt is not from God. Conviction is. Okay. That's the difference. I feel so guilty about what I've done. I feel, I feel so guilty. I, uh, I feel as if um, I wronged a lot of people. I feel as if I can never get out of the weight of how I feel right now. And, and I, my husband and I were having a conversation with this person and my husband put it so, so blatant. He said, well, you know, if you feel guilty, first of all, that's not from God. And it sounds like what you're looking for is forgiveness. So if you don't feel like you can move on without forgiveness, you need to take a moment And this word that no one likes to use anymore, repent. 
repentance gets such a bad rap because guess what? It does not Instagram well. Hey guys, guess what? I repented from this horrible sin. Doesn't Instagram well, but let me tell you something. When you are overwhelmed with feelings of guilt and shame that is brought on by Satan himself to keep you perpetually away from the 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 good God that sent his son to die for those things that you've done. When when you do that, you are only harming yourself and the one thing that you need to do is have a good old-fashioned repentance party. There has been times when I have been overwhelmed with something that I've done, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, how could I do this here? I'm in this position. You've given me this influence, this, that, and the other. And what I do in the morning is not get on Facebook and and do a selfie video about the goodness of God. I, I, I get in my prayer closet and say, oh God, forgive me of this. That is what is so powerful about the gospel. You don't have to live like Adam and Eve did, afraid, um, hidden from God when you've sinned. You can take it directly to him because you know what? God is asking you today, where are you? And God said to Eve, to Adam, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree, which I commanded you to eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave me to be with, she gave me from the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. I, um, I, I feel just such a, a real responsibility. Now there are consequences to what we do. There's consequences to sin. There just is, um, you know, and, and we see it laid out um, later in the passage of scripture. But the main point of what I'm doing today, you know, you know, a lot of people that listen to the show, you know that there's a consequence for it, but it is our natural inclination is to turn away from God and he wants us to press in. And I wonder if that's where you're today. You, you, you've sort of created the barrier with your fig leaves and whatever else. You've sort of sewn this patched up covering of yourself together and you're hiding behind a pathetic bush trying to keep yourself away from God. And the one thing that God wants from you is for you to confess it, repent, and communicate with him on your daily walk so simple. I remember that one night that I've talked about so many times, 3 a.m. in the morning. My goodness, it's in every book I probably will ever write because it's when the gospel became real to me. I had done so much wrong, y'all, so much. Still working on me to make me what I ought to be. (laughs) I remember that night. It was almost like the sin grew. The sin on top of sin, on top of sin, on top of sin. It was like one bad decision led to another and another bad decision led to another. And then, and then before you know it, years of my life, I had been living just in a perpetual state of overwhelming mistakes, bad decisions, and sin. And that was one of the reasons that I was petrified of the Lord. That was one of the reasons why I thought for sure 
God was going to strike me dead at 21 years old. I thought for sure he had separated himself from me. But the reality was that I had separated myself from him and I was hiding from him because I didn't trust that his response to me would be good. I didn't trust it. I didn't trust God. That's just the, this is just the truth of it. And I, I would rather that night, 21, commit suicide, contemplate it at least, than confess. That seemed easier to me than actually taking it before the Lord and surrendering because I didn't know what he would said, say. And that is why that night at 3 a.m. in the morning when I prayed this crazy, ridiculous prayer, I knew I had done so many things wrong. It had separated me from the very God that wanted to come into my life to save me, put me on a new path, forgive me. Uh, it, it just seemed like it was too much for him. And that night when I confessed, my sin before the Lord, I found the opposite of what I expected from him. I think the church religion has not done a very good job in some of these circumstances of of grace. And that night, that is why I'm so passionate about the gospel. I live every single day of my life telling people about what God can do for them, telling them about the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because I thought that my sin was greater than the gospel for a time until I actually experienced it for myself. I want you to know that is what God is doing with you today. That is how he is looking at you today. There will be a consequence for sin. There just is. But God, in his love, I believe today, because of how he showed himself to Adam and Eve, knowing they had sinned, is walking and saying, where are you? Where are you at? I want to talk to you. I want to hang out with you. Where are you at? Where are you at? And it's time to come home. It's time to come home. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to come and have a real conversation like that. I did that night at 3 a.m. in the morning with your heavenly father. And those of you that have never asked Jesus to come into your life, it's so simple. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou will be saved. It's as simple as coming to him with your mistakes admitting them, confessing them, and saying, forgive me for them. Come into my life. Save me. Start a relationship with me, which is exactly what I did that night at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I have never been the same ever. I want to pray for you guys um, in the couple of minutes that we have left. Uh, on this show because I just feel like this is where so many people are at. You've messed up and you don't, you can't find your way back and you think it's through a maze and it's really not. It's through repentance. It's not complicated, y'all. It's simply saying, forgive me. Forgive me. And move forward with your life. So Lord, we just, I just cry out um, 
on behalf of those today that are listening to the sound of my voice. And I do believe, Lord, I can see that woman in her car in my mind that is weeping. I can see that man in his car on 635 that is overwhelmed with guilt. And they've done exactly what we talked about. They've hidden, they've ran. They've ran and and Satan has twisted it in their minds and Satan has said to them, um, God doesn't want anything to do with you. And they maybe have thought this whole time that God separated himself from them, but really it was them separating themselves from him. God, I just pray for them right now as they're listening to the sound of my voice. I pray that they would take this one moment and say, you know what, God, I have messed up. I have ran from you. I have hid from you. I have tried to cover myself with with some weird patched up version of holiness when what I need is the forgiveness of the covering of Jesus Christ in my life. Forgive me, God. Right now. I'm coming home. It's time for me to start over. God, I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that your goodness and your love would meet them today. You would change their life for the new. Old things are gone. New things have come. God, I pray that you would speak life over them. I pray that they would get in your word to support everything that they have heard today. God, I thank you for doing that for me. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Love you guys so much. I will see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening. And join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.